0: King, King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership.
1: Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try.
2: Window get their second.
0: You're listening to League Cup, Newcastle
2: 100 Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle. I'm of course your host Chris McPherson and we are back with another full to the brim coverage of local rugby league, the Denton Engineering Cup, the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League as well as delving into the Knights with the NRL and the State of Origin uh, preview as well so there's plenty there. Unfortunately our State of Origin preview will be a little dated by the time it comes to you. Uh, but that is just a matter of time, unfortunately. So a big thank you, of course, to our great friends at Smart Artists who bring the show to you. They are the go-to for all your sports and events, photography or promotion. So make, make sure to reach out to Johnny via Facebook. If you have an event or a sporting match that needs covering, uh, he can do it all. Check out some of his work on there as well. He does an absolutely stunning job and, uh, Yeah, there's no one better in the business locally to do that, so reach out to Smart Artist on Facebook. Uh, As I said, a bumper episode coming up. Uh, We catch up with Stephen Witters from the Western Suburbs Rosellas and talk about their uh, polar opposite season. They started off quite slowly and they've come home with an absolute bang and now with lockdown being extended, it appears that they are locked into fifth place as a worst finish for them, barring some absolutely anomalous results. Also catch up with the president of the Walls End, Maryland Tigers, Mitch Flanagan, uh, talking about their recent run of good form in the C-grade. And we catch up with Riley Simon, the captain of the Dungog Ladies League tag side. And of course, it wouldn't be an episode of League Castle without the uh, dulcet tones of my co-host Josh Spiegelman coming in, talking about the Statsmen of the Year leaderboard, uh, the high performers from last week. Again, that's brought to you by Smart Artist. And then we'll wrap up the show with Josh again, chatting all things State of Origin and NRL, as I said. But there's plenty to listen to. Make sure to uh, also jump onto our Facebook and vote in the League Castle People's Team of the Year. It is the grand final. It is Cessnock v Stroud. There's only a 100 or so votes splitting the teams at any given point. And uh, it's a David versus Goliath battle, but Stroud are fighting through to the end. So still a couple of days left in that, so make sure to get behind it. But without any further ado, let's kick it off with Josh Spiegelman before we catch up with Steve Witters. Well, let's kick off the show in our fairly regular fashion with my co-host, Josh Spiegelman. Now, Josh is uh, laying claim of recent times of being the better-looking co-host. I don't think it's a very high bar, but uh, he's back again, and uh, there's probably a reason with our two mugs, mate, that it is a uh, audio podcast.
1: <laughs> Too generous, Chris. Thanks for that nice introduction, mate. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll claim it. I'll take it. But yeah, probably not a great competition between two of us.
2: <laughs> no, exactly. I've been told many times uh, that I've got a head for radio. Unfortunately, most of them have been by my mum. So, um, <laughs> Mate, uh, the Denton Engineering Cup, it is firing up. There's there's a few bumps and bruises along the way, though, uh, unfortunately, with uh, lockdown being extended. So I don't know if we'll see Wang or the entrance again this year. That is a question that is for people of a higher pay grade than yourself and I, but there was... Uh, two good encounters, two close, low-scoring, wet-weather encounters on the weekend for us to pull apart for our Statsman uh, Player of the Year leaderboards brought to us by our great mates at Smart Artists, the people to cover uh, any of your sports uh, and event photography and promotional needs.
1: Yeah, there definitely was, mate, just the two games this week. Obviously, Curry went up against Sports and Central went up against West. and um, Yeah, the margin, 12 points and 4 points respectively, so... Yeah, a few points for the South Man leaderboard of the year go to both sides here for most of them. So we'll get into it. Whichever game you want to start
2: with. Well, let's kick off with the Saturday one, mate. Uh, I know you were very impressed, and I did I did raise an eyebrow at your selection, seeing as he spent some time in the sin bin. But you know you're going well as an outside back when you can rack up enough stats in seven eighths of the time that the rest of the team plays. So let's fire through your three, two, and one, mate, and uh, you can surprise us all with your absolute standout three pointer.
1: Yeah, mate, I'm going to go with Royce Jeffrey here. You know, the man, as you mentioned, only played 70 minutes after spent 10 in the bin for a bit of back chat, which um, nearly did bump him down to two points for me here. But yeah, as you mentioned or alluded to, his numbers were just way too good to pass up. In what he produced in 70 minutes was fantastic. He had team-high 19 carries for 196 metres, which is a fair crack in 80 minutes. Um, I think he really, you know, came back from that sim bin and then really tried his hardest to make up for that for the team as well. So... On top of the the meterage, he had six tackle busts, which led the team. He had a line break, a line break assist, an offload, and 86% of his tackles. So going across both sides' numbers in this match, he came out on top for me, very narrowly tipping the man who got the two points.
2: Yeah, he uh, was certainly one of the – he's been one of the standouts all season and uh, continues that, Royce. But uh, where are our minor placings in this one, mate? Who's got the two and the one?
1: Yeah, so Royce just tipped out for me, Scorps locked. Tavita Toloi here, who gets the two points me. Obviously, he's got the big shoes to fill with Luke Higgins' jersey there, wearing number 13 at the Scorps. Um, but he, he, he put a similar sort of performance in attack, I thought, in this match. He had 12 carries for 113 metres, but really critically for the Scorps, um, nine of these 12 runs were for eight or more metres, which is a benchmark number for NRL clubs and obviously when I was at Fox Fourth we looked at as well for Supercoach, so that was a team high 75% of his runs over the eight metre mark, so on top of that great effort, he also made 87% of his tackles in defence, and he forced a key error late in the match um, after Scorps it withstood a, had withstood a mountain of work in defence. So yeah, two points for Tavita Toloy.
2: Yeah, he's uh, been a, a big addition out there in Steve Kidd country, mate. Um, so I'm going to assume you said there was some splits of points. Who was the, uh, the one point? Was it uh, someone in red, white and blue by any chance?
1: No, no, that's uh, I got I got mixed up. Sorry, mate. That was the other game. Uh, I gave all the points here to Scorp's players. I I just saw from, for me it was a battle between the two hookers who would get the one point here, and I think Liam Higgins just just nudged out Tyler Randall. So yeah, point here to Liam Higgins. He had the two great line break assists, which is the team high as well as that try assist, and he also made 92% of his tackles. So in a winning side, with those yeah vital attacking starts putting a team member over for a try and those two line break assists, he narrowly tipped Tyler Randall. Um, for me, and I just also want to mention, an honorable mention to um, Scorps prop Campbell Shepherd, who had 97% tackles, uh, tackle success this week. And also Fletcher Myers. I thought he played well on the wing there. Um, scored a try and had three tackle busts, 15 runs, 139 metres. So a few names there to, to roll out. But this week, we're going to go points to Liam Higgins, two points to Tavita Toloy and three points to Royce Jeffrey.
2: Yeah, Fletcher Myers might be the uh, the young gun that got away for South. His brother Jackson Myers is over there, and uh, he's a Waratah and South junior, so they might be smarting a little that he's uh, not stayed over there. But Steve Kidd with uh, swooping in underneath, he looks like he's got a good young uh, talent uh, in Fletcher there.
1: Yeah, definitely does. He, he had some really strong carries, similarly, like a, a few were over the 8-metre mark. And, um, yeah, considering he's young and ex, inexperienced still, he's got a. A, a way to grow and you know yeah that
2: looks like a great signing for the Scorpions. certainly does so let's uh, jump into the other game and this one was an absolute grind it was an arm wrestle central uh, they started the game without Dylan Pythian, Brad Murray and Jack Kelly and then they went down Luke Walsh as well so it was all against them and uh, unfortunately for them West were too strong West continue their winning run and uh, no surprises that uh, West picked up the majority of the points but you did have a standout for central picking up the one point in this one
1: yeah, it was an interesting game. This, as you mentioned, Luke Walsh went down after about 20 minutes. So it's one to watch for the injury on the injury front. Uh, yeah, no, I thought West did a really good job in this match, defending a barrage of central sets early in the game. Yeah, before scoring the first try of the match in the 32nd minute. So yeah, low scoring, fast paced affair. Um, yeah, plenty of match sets for me to get through. The stats here, I basically did this one for fun because I'm not contracted to the team and I have nothing else to do being locked down. So we're moving on to the points here. We're going to go a point to Central's um, junior, Rafika. Um, He was great. He was their best on field for mine. He had 11 runs, for 113 metres, and he was the only Central player to crack over 10 metres a carry. And also, similar to Tavita Talor in the last match, eight of his 11 carries were for eight metres or more. So when he went off, you could see they lacked a bit there in the middle, Um, although UT Baker did have a good impact as well off the bench. So following on from that, he also had two effective offloads and two tackle buffs. So... One of those offloads nearly led to the opening try of the match, um, but his teammate, I'm pretty sure it was Fletcher Kennedy, was held up on the uh, Yeah, so great effort by Raseko.
2: Yeah, I have to say, um, I haven't seen uh, much of him even in the lower grades, Fletcher Kennedy, but uh, he certainly made an impression for a, a young bloke who there's not much of him. Uh, he took on the line a few times, uh, and certainly I don't know about his stats, but uh, he certainly looked impressive from watching live, um, and he's been rewarded this week as the team names, uh, teams have been named, being named to start in the seven jersey this week for Central. So uh, it looks like no Luke Walsh again this week, although Brad Murray on the extended bench. Uh, mate, it was it was a West game. They got the uh, two points at home, continued their winning run, as we said, and there was a couple of standouts for them. Both guys who got um, a lot of hands on the ball and uh, were heavily involved in a lot of their um, attacking football, which um, probably doesn't necessarily go to show as much uh, when the score lines as low as that was in those wet, wet and slippery conditions.
1: Yeah, you're right, mate. But uh, yeah, couldn't go up passing the points, uh, giving these two players points for their contributions to West here. So we're going to go two points to West. Max Videris. Um he had two line break assists, a try assist, and he also had two forced dropouts. So yeah, he he operates as their key play, playmaker. It seems there uh, at West now. He's, he does a really good job holding the ball up you know um and attracting defenders or knowing when to release it early so his kicking game's also impressed me quite a lot over the you know last well their winning run basically two months now um yeah i think he's been a key reason for that that run of form so this match especially yep two points to max badiris
2: yeah he's uh carrying that famous surname fairly well and i uh, wouldn't be surprised to see him go on to um uh, some more honors he certainly stepped up and made that jersey in first grade his own and uh Speaking of people carrying uh, a famous family name, this man has been in some pretty strong form. He picked up one point last week and uh, he took the maximum home in uh, round 14 for Wes.
1: Yeah, that's, this is none other than Ryan Walker. Um, got the three points in mid here. He scored a try and he nearly had two, but was held up by a pretty good try-saving tackle from Spider at the back there. Um, so I didn't crawl the full stats for West here um, but if I did uh, Walker definitely had over 10 tackle busts and I would say closer to 15 which is a massive amount, you don't see that often it was it was almost untouchable Whether it was going across the field, going through them, yeah he was just on fire in this game in, in wet conditions, probably made it a bit harder to um, get a hand or two on him so um, yeah the ones I did crawl showed he made two line breaks two line break assists and a forced dropout um, so yeah three points to Ryan Walker and that's uh. A much-needed performance by him to see if he carries it on to next week because they've got their old foes south before a likely two weeks off with the entrance and Ruse. So, interesting time ahead for West. It
2: certainly is. If uh, things play out the way we expect them now with the entrance and Wyong, that will will lock up the finals race, unfortunately. Um, And it'll mean that uh, it is those top five sides all jostling for position. But I know uh, from talking to Stephen Witters in the lead-up to my interview with him tonight uh, that we'll have as part of our podcast – He's certainly, uh, they're certainly aiming to, you know, see if they can't, um, with a few results go their way, maybe push for um, as high a finish as possible, and and mathematically, even with those draws, they can still finish as high as third, so they are eyeing off, uh, making sure that they knock off South this week before, likely two weeks off, depending on what happens with the competition. We, we may see a restructure of the competition, I'm not sure, uh, with a couple of rounds to go, or we may just see a continuation of these COVID buys, and... It'll be interesting because if the lock, lockout, uh, sorry, the lockdown ends when it's scheduled to, mate, uh, it will re- resume in round 18, a full round of rugby league, which we'll see why on play the entrance to finish the season.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting, mate, and obviously in that round 18, West play Maitland, so that's not ideal preparation for West if they do indeed have the two weeks off. You lose a bit of that match fitness. But, um, yes, yeah, I'm going to definitely keep an eye out for, for us fans and obviously officials like yourself and also the players. So interesting times.
2: It certainly is. And as soon as we get any news from the illustrious Charlie Haggart or from New South Wales Rugby League, um, and Charlie does a great job of keeping all the media outlets up to date, we will make sure to share that so that it's nice and uh, clear to the fans what is going on. But for the moment, take it as read that it will be the status quo this round. It'll be... Uh, uh, three games this round, though, we believe. Lakes look like they've managed to put together a side at this stage and uh, will take the field. It may be a little bit of a, a lighter side, although they're welcoming in a few uh, New South Wales Cup stars, including Luke Huth and uh, John Tiliafoa. foa So um, hopefully they can put up a, a good showing against Macquarie, but it's just great to have those three games, especially with the NRL, which you and I will catch back up for shortly, mate. Um, taking a hiatus from New South Wales, certainly.
1: Yeah, definitely, mate. We'll, um, we'll catch up after the break.
2: All right, mate, let's take a little spell and we'll come back with the uh, State of Origin quick preview and the NRL. Okay, time to get into the Denton Engineering Cup and getting a player's perspective. uh, And we are fortunate to be joined... Uh, for the first time actually this year by someone from the West Newcastle Rosellas and uh, they've got a big game this weekend which we'll get into in a moment but it is Sleepy's Day out at South that they'll head out there for and this man knows what that day means to the Merriweather faithful, the South Newcastle fans more than anyone as a, as a former line. Steve Witters, welcome to the show. Yeah,
3: thanks for having me mate. So finally one of the boys got, from West finally got a start so I'm glad it's me.
2: Yeah, mate, we uh, we we did try and get the illustrious Mister Larry on a couple of times, but uh, a few scheduling clashes, and we were passing ships in the night and didn't quite get him on. And been waiting for a bar TV sports match the round to be handed to Wes, and here it is. And we, we've managed to get a hold of you, mate. Um, you know, you, you you've copped enough stick on this show a couple of times from uh, one of the uh, repeat offenders and serial pests that comes on here, Timmy Christie. So I'm sure he'll uh, he'll copy his own uh, shortly.
3: Oh, uh, the, uh, the fellow that made only two tackles and one hit-up on the weekend.
2: That's a season high for Timmy, I think.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a career
0: high.
2: He certainly, his, his white and blue still was uh, very white uh, at the end of that game. I, I watched the uh, 90% of it. I left just before full-time, so I can't say that he was spotless, but, uh, yeah, he, he didn't look too dirty when I left.
3: Yeah, well, I was talking to his missus after the game and she said that he'd, um, he wouldn't need to have a shower, so I'm pretty sure he just got in his
2: car and left. Yeah, right. Lovely. Well, uh, that's very COVID safe of him, mate, so good of him to be doing that and supporting, <laughs> supporting, uh, stopping the spread. Yeah, he's looking after the boys. Yeah, exactly, mate. But, uh, mate, let's let's dig into it. A move this year for you, I mean, um, well, there's been a bit of a move. You've, you've been around the traps a little bit the last couple of years, travelling, uh, but now heading across from, you know, playing some time at South and so now over to West, mate, how's the change been?
3: Yeah, it's been good. Yeah. Uh, I played a bit of the knockout footy with Ryan Walker and we sort of bonded pretty good and um, in the pre-season I hadn't signed with anyone yet and I was talking to a few clubs and had uh Gibbs Gibbs and yeah, Ryan Walker just chirping in the ear and I uh, went and had a yarn with Toy Lowry and yeah, was, um, what he was about and some of the boys that were there sort of just got me over the line so um, yeah, it's, it's good to be at a new club, something different. I mean, We've finally hit our straps.
2: Yeah, you certainly have. Uh, It was a bit of a slow start to the season, mate. Um, Probably uh, not what you're expecting to be sitting uh, after sort of five or six rounds without a win, but you've certainly turned it around since then and then flipped that form line on its head.
3: Yeah, well, I think just new combinations, new players to the team. Um, We just went really quick in a unit and then... um, the bye weekend came around and we sort of sat down and had a pretty stern chat uh, about like, well, if we wanted to be serious this year, we need to knuckle down and we gave ourselves like probably two or three little things to, that we could really work on and stand by. And, um, I think, uh, we're stuck by them and it's really helped. So, like, it's just when the little battles doing your job well and knowing it and yeah, that's pretty much just getting us over the line. Um, we, yeah, after we strung a few together, it's, um, yeah, we've just hit this, we've just got this ball rolling and it's a good feeling now.
2: Yeah, well, look, looking through those first five losses you had, I mean, only, only one of them was really, well, only one of them was by double figures and that was a loss to Central, 24 to 10. I mean, you had that big, big loss to, to Maitland and then after that, that's where you turned the corner, I guess, and um, we know the pace that Maitland's setting at the top of the competition at the moment, so the fact that you've now managed to go on, on that run and, and string together not only some really gritty wins, but also that big win against Curry. And, yeah, as I said, you've put together, um, I think it's now seven on the trot. Uh, that's certainly yeah. going to be pretty pleasing and the, and the mood's got to be pretty good around the West Camp.
3: Yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's uh, pretty good, actually. Everyone's happy. Everyone's um, still obviously training hard, but, yeah, it's, it's a very good vibe that, uh training and on game days. But, um, yeah, like we've had, some, we've had some pretty good wins lately. I think against Scorps, we only won with a field goal, um, yeah, we've had some tight games, but on the weekend we um, we snuck over again as well against the depleted Charleston side, but i will take the two points, especially against Tim as well. Yeah, um, mate, you got to have I
2: those bragging rights, don't
3: you? Yeah, well, I said tonight for the game, uh, that's one apiece, mate, but yeah, I'm sure um, come soon this time we'll probably, we might see him again and they might be a full strength, so that'll be probably more of a harder task then coming in the semis,
2: if we're, we're there about. Yes, certainly. And, and in terms of that that sort of, I guess, peaking of form and, and, and starting to hit, hit form at the right time of the year, that's something that's happening all across the club. I see the women's side, uh, they've jumped up to second in the women's tackle. Your 19s are having a top-of-the-table clash against South this weekend. And uh, your reserve grade as well with their win on the weekend of uh, Pip Northern Hawks. Uh, Northern Hawks do have a game in hand, but now they're sitting uh, first on four and against at the top of the reserve grade ladder. So... Things are all sort of uh, turning around the right way for everyone in red and green at this time of year.
3: Yeah, I think, um, like I said before, we had a slow start to the season and I think we're sort of peaking at the right time now. Um, our, like The depth of our club's pretty good actually. Like, you've got half the boys in reserve grade uh, played first grade this year and like some of the 90s boys could easily step up and play reserve grade. So, and the girls, oh, I haven't really watched too much of them this year, but. Yeah, they seem like they've got some quality players in. Yeah, it's good that the, club, the whole club um, uh, are performing. It's good. I think the, I don't know how the club championship thing works, but I think we'll have a good crack at it.
2: Yeah, I think I think that'll just run on first reserves and 19s. But yeah, certainly uh, with where you're sitting there at the moment, um, you know, a couple of the other sides that are up the top of those the top grade are uh, a little bit further down in some of the lower grades so you'd certainly we might uh, see if we can get some update on that so that we can give the fans an update in the coming weeks but let's just have a look back at the other game made um, from the weekend and you, saw, you took on Curry only the week before they certainly put in a uh, much improved performance but still unfortunately went down at home to Macquarie uh, 16 to 4 the Scorps are, uh, are a pretty tough side at their best and uh, they're playing some good football on, the, on Saturday.
3: Yeah, we, we only versed them a few weeks ago and that one went right down to the wire and they're like all across the park. They've got some, they've got some really good plays. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, that will have be a good, they've been in contention for the, the GF, I reckon. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, just curry, curry. They've had a few injuries, suspensions as well. So, um, yeah, that's pretty unlucky for those fellas. I reckon, Phil.
2: Yeah, they certainly have. They've missed coach, uh, Mitch, captain coach Mitch Cullen for quite a significant part of the season. Nathan Ross barely been sighted due to injury and also a one game suspension. Also Tyler Randall missing a number of games. So they haven't been able to get you know some of those big name signings all on the field at once, which has made it a really challenging job. We've seen them when they've been at their best and uh, they beat you guys in the first round up there in an absolute arm wrestle that uh, made our refereed and it was a really good game of wet weather football and that showed probably what they are at their best, and they were closer to full strength there than I've seen them in a lot of games, so uh, it's been a challenging season for them, and uh, unfortunately, the way it sits at the moment, they now sit uh, with four games to go, they sit seven points behind yourselves, and uh, with um, a washout game, sorry, a COVID draw this ga- weekend against um, against Wyong, it's going to be a real challenge for them to, to get into the finals, unfortunately, so Mate, uh, speaking of, of this weekend's games, it, we will get three games this week with Lakes now returning to the competition. They've welcomed back some New South Wales Cup players. We might have a look at their game first, mate, and uh, get your thoughts just, on it. Uh, uh, yeah, fire away, just, mate.
3: Just quickly, just quickly, with that, us uh, from reverse, Curry, in that round one, um, can, you let, can you let me know why Mickey Cullen didn't go to 10 for that head-eye on stoning?
2: Uh, mate, in the, in the interest of um, all fairness, I, I can't comment on that one, but obviously at the time, the way I viewed it, <laughs> didn't, didn't see it as 10 minutes, but uh, yes. Well, what do you
3: mean? He, he, he took his head clean off.
2: Yeah, we might leave that one well enough alone just to, uh, mate, I'm, I'm pretty limited in what <laughs> I can comment on based on my refereeing, but uh, I can no, completely no, understand, no. and plenty of people have uh, asked that same question of me, we might say. Uh, that's right. Amy. Yes, that's All, right. <laughs> all Oh, mate. Let's, let's have a look at round 15 of the uh, Denton Engineering Cup, the two is Newcastle Rugby League. And as I said, Lakes United will be back and they will uh, head out to Lyle Peacock for the Battle of Lake Macquarie. They'll take on the Macquarie Scorpions, mate. Um, as we said, the Scorps are a really good side, Lakes. It's um, always interesting to see. I know they're going to be missing a few players just due to... Uh, um, commitments where some of them are still working on the Central Coast and in Sydney, so it could be quite uh, anything that the lakes turn up with, but they will have four players, I believe, come back from New South Wales Cup to bolster them, so it should be a cracking game.
3: Who? what What? players what are coming back from New South Wales Cup? Is it J-Bell?
2: Yeah, I believe so, yep. Yeah, I can... Um, we'll just... Give me one moment. We'll pull those up, mate. Uh, I think the Scorps will be pretty close to the same side they played last week, and if Royce Jeffries in the same sort of form he was last week, He's certainly going to be an absolute handful to uh, to stop there, mate. Uh, he and the outside backs there have been pretty phenomenal for Macquarie this year. Yeah,
3: they're, they're, they're a big bunch those um, those Scorps boys, and I think uh, Jeremy Gibson leads, leads them around the park pretty well. Carrot Holland sort of acts as a um, as a as a third half as well. So plus he's got a lot of experience at the back, but um, yeah, they um, I, I think. The key to those fellas is uh, uh, Matty Moon. He's um, he's been very very good for him in the middle there. He just sort of uh, I don't know gets around the park pretty good. But um, I think Lukey Higgins is a big big loss for them. Um, I, I'm not too sure, but he might be back for the finals if if they're there. If they're there. But um, yeah, he is a big loss. But um, yeah, that'll be a good game. I, I reckon. I think being played at uh, Lakes that will be, be closer than what everyone will think.
2: Yeah, no, so it's actually out at Macquarie, mate, but the four coming back in, it looks like Chris Vialia, Zane Camroo, John Taliafoa and Luke Huff will be, have been confirmed uh, to, to play for them for the remainder of the year with New South Wales Cup now on ice, and that'll be extended with the, with the lockdowns, which will also affect uh, Wong and the entrance.
0: Oh,
3: right, yeah, yeah. So, and the Scorps don't get any Cup boys back?
2: Not that I'm aware of, mate. Uh, I'd say it'd be pretty hard-pressed, the form they've been in, Kitty, really moving on too many players. Uh, they might add one or two to their bench if they've got anyone available, but they're, as we said, their lineup's pretty solid from, from 1 to 17 at the moment.
3: Yeah, they're, they're, they're a good side, yeah. That's that's
2: true. So, mate, can we get a tip from you on this one? Who, who do you reckon? Is it going to be the Scorps at home, or, or do you see Lakes getting the upset, keeping <laughs> yeah, their finals I hopes alive?
3: Uh, I, I can't see going past Scorps, mate, especially at home. um They've got. They just come off a win as well. So yeah, I'll, I'll tip
2: Scorch in that one. Love the mate. Also on Saturday, and this one's going to be a really interesting one. And um, you'll probably be uh, cheering for your uh, for your mate TC to actually uh, get the victory on the road, mate, as they head up there to Cessnock. The result there could, uh, you know, them and Macquarie continuing to lose some games. If you guys can continue to win or keep alive a chance of you guys sneaking up into third and getting that second bite at the cherry. Uh, yep. Both sides fairly unchanged. Cameron King does come in for uh, for the Goannas on the extended bench. So uh, Central, though, at this stage unchanged from last week, mate. Um, it'll certainly be interesting to see how Central go now. Um, obviously, the one one affected change from their finishing lineup will be Luke Walsh not playing this week. He's not named, so uh, it'd be yeah. interesting to see Fletch Kennedy named to start for the first time. Yeah,
3: that's pretty good. Is uh Brady Murray, not is he injured as well?
2: Well, he, he's named on the extended bench for them, so he was named last week uh-huh. as well, I think, and then didn't end up playing. So we'll, we'll watch this uh, space, uh, I guess.
3: Yeah, right. Um, yeah, it'd be it's a, it's a pretty tough ask when uh when you leader and captain Luke Welsh goes down. So yeah, it's um especially going up there to Cessnock. It's always a hard game up there. Um. Yeah, I. I I just can't see Charles Stanton winning that one. I think, um, yeah, it'll be a good... I think it'll be a
2: tight game up yep. there. Yeah, I so, certainly think it will be. And the, the other thing to note with this one, um, we talked about it off air in regards to West having their Indigenous round coming up all being well. This is Cessnox Indigenous, round. They've got a special uh, Indigenous jersey that's been minted for the occasion, which I saw a great shot of uh, Adrian Davis modelling um, only, only earlier today or yesterday, so... Uh, a club with a lot of proud Indigenous players. So um, there'll be a few of those boys that'll take it up to even another notch and another gear there with, with some of the boys like Tyron Roberts-Davis, Scott Briggs, Adrian Davis, and, and Scotty a few Briggs. others.
3: Yeah, i I, I seen Jesus today actually too. They're, they're pretty sick. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure them boys will get up to that game as well because it, it'll, it'll mean something to the boys, especially the Koori fellas. But um, yeah, and, um, hopefully TC can um, have more than two runs, more than two tackles this, this game.
2: Yeah, mate. Um, I, I did. I did want to bring something up with on on you. You know, we talked a little bit off air about uh, yourself and TC having a bit of a running battle, and and I know I know he'll want me to make sure I mention this, and that is that he is um, well and truly leading you in the tri score race this year, mate. So <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: it's pretty easy just to catch the ball and put it down when you've got the you got Randall throwing you the cutouts, but um, he can he can have that uh, title. We'll just we'll just see. It who finishes high at the end of the year. I Hopefully we'll get the cookies then. But, um, yeah, he can. He does have me on that panel. I've really got nothing to answer for that.
2: Mate, he, he did start off pretty well. He had three <laughs> tries in the first four rounds. He still says that the uh, scorekeeper's got one wrong and Randall robbed him of one. But I have said to him that, mate, when your second row has got seven tries and you've only got three, that you probably need to uh, work on your finishing a little bit.
3: Yeah, that's it. That's it. But, like, I, I, I've got really no leg to stand on there because... I've only got the one try, but I've been, I've been held up a few times and some have been pulled back, so, um, yeah. Um,
2: L- at least you're off the nudie I'm run, about- mate. You're off the nudie run. That's the main mate, thing.
3: Mate, as soon as I scored my try, I was like, fuck yes, I'm off the
2: nudie.
3: <laughs> I slammed the ball down and I was, I was, I was pretty happy.
2: Oh, that's great to hear mate. Um, the other good thing this week is obviously with the NRL relocating our long competition that any of our local fans are going to get over the next few weeks so if anyone is out there listening and they are a Knights fan and they haven't been down to the local footy in the last few weeks with three games on this weekend at all different corners of the uh, of the region with Toronto, Cessnock and, and Merriweather, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, certainly, get down and and uh, get around it. Obviously, in a COVID-safe manner, we'd encourage Steve. But the good news is, if you've got a uh, a can or or a burger or a steak sandwich in your hand, then you can take the mask off to eat or drink. So just keep those in your hand and keep going with those, and you, and you'll be um, sticking to the rules. That's
3: it. Definitely, it'll be um, you can't beat footy on a Sunday with a tin in your hand. I think
2: exactly right. Speaking of footy, on well, it's a Saturday this week, but uh, it is Sleepy's day out there at uh, Towns and Oval. I think the, the first game is the ladies' tackle at 9.30. There's, they've got the A grade, the under-19s, the reserve grade and first grade. So five games of footy you can get for your entry price there. And uh, it's a big day of eating, eating, drinking, celebrating and raising money for a good cause as well as some quality footy, mate. As I said, it's top of the table in under-19s. It's a top five battle in reserve grade. I think it's first versus third in the women's tackle and uh, maybe first versus fifth in the A grade. So all absolutely cracking battles as well as... The uh, big rivalry between yourselves and Souths. Um, as someone who's crossed the divide, mate, you know that there's no love lost between the two sides, and I'm sure there'll be a few boys uh, looking looking for you and uh, wanting to put a shot on you, mate.
3: Yeah, it's um, it's yeah, it's going to be a big day of footy. Actually, especially starting so early, but um, yeah, it's, a, it's it's actually pretty bummed that they've postponed the sleepers day um, to a later date because of all the COVID stuff. But yeah, okay, um, yeah. Um, yeah, last last time we versed the, the boys, I felt like I had a target on my head. So I don't know, come off very sore. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this game, and I'll definitely be up for it. I'll be I'll be chirping a lot to a lot of the boys. Actually, I just I'll probably have to watch out for Jakey Lawrence's forearms because. He's, he's, he's good with those late, late high shots.
2: Just dropping some tips for the refs, there for Something to keep an eye out, mate. It's, it's, not, it's not, me this week, so uh, you don't have to worry about that.
3: <laughs> well, if you if you have a group message with any of the referees, just tell them uh, the number, number ten for us. Yes, is a bit of a grub.
2: Number ten, that's Simo, mate. So is, 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 oh, is well, well, he's well, too.
3: He's, he's <laughs> a grub as well, but Jakey Lawrence is the uh, is the, the main main grub there.
2: Yeah, lovely, mate. Well, let's, let's have a quick look at the team list. A few changes, uh, some good ins for them. Uh, Harry Van Dardel back in. The big in probably, though. Ryan Glenville on the bench, mate. He's been sorely missed by their side, and um, uh, great to see him returning from that uh, injury that's kept him out of most of the season.
3: Yeah, he uh, hatred is obviously a big, big bonus for them. But, yeah, um, uh, uh, RD didn't, I think he was his tech. Yeah. Yeah, that's kicking out for most of the season. Like he's he's their go-to guy. Um. So yeah, he'll be a big inclusion. I don't know how many minutes he'll play or or what, but yeah, he'll be um. will be a big big bonus for them, I
2: think. Yeah, I certainly think with this one, South will be aiming for the big scalp against yourselves. Um, It's always a big rivalry game. Yes, they can't make the finals now, but they'll be looking to uh, upset a few apple carts on the way home, and we saw them nearly upset Maitland. uh, Maitland, yeah. Yeah, so we know they've got the ability to... And certainly going to be certainly going to be dangerous, mate. So, all the best for Saturday's game. As you said, it's going to be an absolute bumper clash. And before we let you go, mate, I've just got I just want to know. We talked about tri scorers earlier. It's absolutely neck and neck at the top of the uh, West tri scorer leaderboard, mate. Um, who is your tip? I know Liam wiscombe has been coming home with a bang. He's got three in the last two rounds. Heathy Gibbs is up the top on six, and then you've got uh, Pat A Church and Liam Wiscombe both on five. Uh, is there anyone any dark horses? Do we see Nards maybe making a bit of a late run mate or um, what, maybe one of the big boys?
3: Yeah, Vintage Walks has really come out the last two games, so um, he would be the dark horse. We'd probably get some good odds on him. But um I've set up whiz for most of his tries, so he can um <laughs> he can thank me later for those ones. So Maybe you need to um, start
2: maybe you need to start just, just just running a bit more. They're gonna be looking for you to pass them <laughs> you just go in and grab a couple and you only need two more to catch Timmy Christie, so
3: Oh, uh, that, well, that's doable before the end of the year. I feel like that's definitely doable. But, yeah, I've got my money on Wiz. Um, he's, he's been tremendous for us. He's he's quite unstoppable on that left edge. And you've got four stairs a third as well on the outside. And, and surprisingly, Wiz is quick. He's very he's a, he's a thick boy, but geez, he's got some toes. Once, yeah. he, once he gets going, he, he, he's pretty hard to stop.
2: Yeah, it certainly is that, uh, mate. Just just another little note for your own records. You definitely need to get at least one more because you're level with Hermo at the moment on tries, and you can't finish the year in that, in that manner.
3: <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, now you say that, um, I'm going to be. Um, I'll, I'll have white one season on the weekend, I think.
2: Lovely, mate. Well, well, thanks for coming on the show, mate. All the best for the weekend, and um, hopefully we can uh, catch up with yourself and uh, another couple of West Boys before the end of the season as you yeah, make a run into the finals.
3: Yeah, sounds good, mate. And next time we um have you. Can you make it a short
2: term, please? I'll work on it, mate. Thanks, mate. Okay, we're here with the first of the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League segments for this episode. And this week, it is time to pull apart the C-grade men's competition. And we're having a chat to none other than... uh, the Walls End Maryland Tigers, President Mitch Flanagan. Flano, thanks for uh, coming on the show, mate. Uh, well known to many of our listeners. You've been on before. Yeah, no worries, mate. Thanks for
4: having us. It's always good to catch up and always happy to help out where, where we can with, with your, what you're doing here, Chris.
2: No, mate, it's always good to have you on. Uh, you've managed to, to ditch your elderly offsider from last time, mate, um, and uh, keep it a bit younger this time around.
4: Yeah, love you. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think he's going to be busy at the pub tonight, so he couldn't,
2: that... couldn't get on. <laughs> All good, mate. I appreciate you coming on um, on State of Origin night as we try and record and get everything done so that everyone can get in and enjoy a Blues clean sweep, mate. Uh, the C-grade competition, though, mate, it's hotting up. Um, your side probably been a little bit up and down so far this year, though. Probably, uh, um, like, you're sitting six wins from your uh, 10 games that you've played and a bye sitting in fourth. Um, but you'd certainly probably, uh, a couple of those games, you're you'd probably ruin some missed chances in that you've lost.
4: Yeah, that's right. We're, we're uh, I think, it's a, pretty close to a new side this year, and uh, just working out some combinations early, at the, early on in the year. But, um, yeah, we're on four on the trot at the moment, so looking for five this weekend and uh, getting some combinations ready for the final series.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, a, mis- a missed chance last week, mate, to uh, take on the uh, competition leaders in Qatar, which will now be pushed back to the week after this one. Um, it's certainly, uh, uh, as I said, yeah, a missed opportunity probably, but a-, a chance, as you said, you know, to get another week, win, another win on the board this week, hopefully, and-, and head in with another win under the belt before you take them on.
4: Yeah, that's right. It's a bit disappointing that we couldn't play last week, but that weather was pretty ordinary, so um, it is what it is, and we'll move on to... To East Maitland this week, they're going to be a tough, not going to be an easy game for us. Uh, they had a good win last week, and um, look forward to Qatar the week after. We've got a the Flash Cup that we play for with them, so um, the boys are up for it. But we'll just move that till next week and focus on this week now.
2: Yeah, exactly. All four of the top sides washed out, mate, last week uh, yourselves against uh, Qatar in first versus fourth and. Westie against Fingal, second v third up. Those to be played up there at uh, Fingal, and another key game down towards the other side of the ladder, which was uh, a Wobungle and Hamilton, which is a key one for those guys trying to keep their finals hopes alive heading into the back end of the season. But um, yeah, certainly that top four race, um, you know, Qatar a couple of games clear at the moment, but nothing locked in at this stage, mate. And you certainly, your boys, would undoubtedly be wanting to uh, finish in the uh, in the top three at this point.
4: Yeah, that's right. That's what we're aiming for, top three. Uh, get that two bites of the cherry sort of thing. But, um, yeah, just looking forward to playing East Maitland this weekend and hopefully get get a few more, uh, get another win under the belt. It's
2: going to be interesting to see, mate. Uh, obviously, with Morris in this competition, there's been a, a few COVID draws. It'll be interesting to see whether the uh, extended lockdown uh, will impact them. They, of course, had a, uh, a COVID draw last week against... Uh, uh, against Woodbury, as you said, the only game that went ahead was East Maitland getting that 34-10 to 10 win over Kersley. All the other three games were washed out. So, it'll be interesting to sort of watch this space and see what happens with Morriset. It's a bit of a shame because uh, they certainly on their day were, were mixing it with those top four sides. Yeah, it's
4: very, like we feel for those guys that, uh, that are down on the coast that can't play at the moment. Um, it's been a bit, bit unfortunate, but you know, it is what it is. It's, um, hopefully they, they still uh, get a few more games in and Hopefully next year it's all cleared up for them, and they don't have to go, have to have the stress of having the buyers and that, that kind of stuff. It sort of worked out well for us with um, getting the, this week with Westy having the one point. So it, hopefully it'll bring us a bit closer to them. But uh, <laughs> don't want, to, we want Everyone, to have a game, but
2: yeah. Well, ho- hope, hopefully, um, you know, just depending, and, and I know Dora Creek are touch and go in the A grade as the whether they can get a side together without those, those players that are working down there and different things. So we'll watch this space. It may be a chance for some of these sides um, in the final couple of rounds to get on the field, hopefully, and finish the season um, in a positive light. But for the time being, mate, let's have a quick look ahead and let's go to what is now round 13. So only four rounds remaining uh, heading into the finals and heading into round 13, as I said, uh, there are six sides now with a game in hand. You've got Katara on 20 points. They sit two wins clear of Westwall's end on 16. Fingal on 15. Yourselves on 14. Woodbury and Morissette, who don't have the game in hand, back on 13 and 12. Uh, wobble and Hamilton, again, a game in hand, 10 and 8. And then uh, in the battle for the Spoon, East Maitland have edged ahead with that win last week on 4 and against. Uh, they're both on 5 competition points themselves and Kersley. So... Mate, um, let's have a look at the other games and get your thoughts on those. A top four battle, it is uh, first versus third as they sit at the moment, and it's Katara taking on Fingal Bay. Mate, uh, do you see Fingal Bay any chance of upsetting the Bears and uh, maybe tightening those gaps up uh, in the top four? No,
4: nah, we Qatar um, is a pretty strong side from what we've seen. Um, obviously, they've been undefeated so far. So I don't, I can't see. Unfortunately, they've been up at Fingal as well. I think they have got to be, uh, Katara's just going to be too strong for them, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, as you say, Katara have dropped, well, they have yeah. dropped one game, made at the start of the season uh, to Westy, but yeah, haven't lost since uh, the 17th of April, which is a pretty good run to go on, and even that one was only by four points, so um, yeah. they're certainly the ones with the targets on their back, and two games clear, if they got a win here, they'd um, have one hand on that minor premiership, you'd think.
4: Yeah, that's right, and uh, I think if they if
2: they win, and we win, then we go off the third spot, so, I'm definitely tipping Qatar for that one. <laughs> Lovely, mate. The next one is an interesting one. We've got uh, Hamilton at uh, Liamont Oval They're sitting in eighth currently, and I think that probably belies how good they are on their best day. But they take on Woodbury. This will be a physical game. Uh, they always are when they're involving Woodbury. But a loss here it, it all but spell the end of Hamilton's uh, finals campaign because I'd see them sitting um, somewhere between uh, either seven um, or eight points, depending on your result this weekend, behind fifth place. Um, so, yeah, certainly need, needing a win here. Hamilton, they need to win everything from here. Do you see them getting an upset over Woodbury or do you think it'll be Woodbury continuing their run towards the finals?
4: Uh, I think Hamilton. I, Woodbury have uh, had a bit of a slip in the last couple of weeks. So I think Hamilton might might get them again this week.
2: Yeah, you're certainly right. Woodbury, have they've had a bit of a tough run, I guess. They've, uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, taken on the top three sides and, and lost all of those, plus that... Uh, COVID draw and they have to go all the way back to the 5th of June when they played uh, the side that you play this weekend which we'll get to next East Maitland so uh, East Maitland they uh, show they do have a bit of pluck and bit of fight about them knocking off Kersley last week so you can't take them completely lightly but uh, you'd certainly think at home at the Grange there at 3 o'clock on Saturday you'd be heading in as uh, as reasonably warm favourites and if your boys turn up and do their job they should be reasonably confident of the two points Yeah I think the boys are
4: going to be pretty confident this week they're uh had a few niggling injuries under the, that Katara game, but uh, we'll be fighting fit this week. So um, it's going to be a tough game. Like East Maitland, uh, they're not an easy side, but they're unfortunately they just haven't had the the results go their way either. So I think we we are real well
2: prepared on uh, Saturday for for a tough game. Yeah, excellent, mate. The uh, the final game scheduled for three o'clock. This one's an interesting one. A Wabul. They were one of the pace setters in the first few rounds of the season. They've fallen away a little bit, unfortunately. Kersley, look, they're you know, down in 10th position at the moment, but we've seen them put up a fight against a couple of sides. So if they can turn up and bounce back from what was last week's result, um, we certainly know they've got the talent. And again, they're at home against Wobble. It's not an easy trip up there to Geoffrey Park. So uh, is there any chance Kersley get the upset at home, or do you think a wobble will bounce back after their uh, lean run in recent weeks?
4: Uh, I I don't know. It's, it's tough to do- we played Kersley not that that long ago. We played the Woburnpool. Our last game was against the Warwickle, and they're both um, pretty decent sides. So I don't understand how Kersley can be so far down there. They've got a, good, a very good attacking side, so um, I think Kersley might get the um, an upset.
2: Yeah, well, certainly looking at the previous results, a so Woburnpool played them when they were sort of in their early peak form, around uh, when Kersley came down into Sea and only beat them twenty four to eighteen at Wolders Park. So you think Kersley would take some confidence from that? But a call similar to uh, the story we talked about with uh, Woodbury, their uh, last four games they've got on before that washout against Hamilton were losing to yourselves, losing to Katara, losing to Fingal, losing to Westie. So they've played those clear top four sides. So again, as we talked about with Hamilton, though, it's, it's almost a must-win game for them. They're sitting uh, currently sort of three points out of fifth. And if Woodbury were to get the win against Hamilton... Um, then wobble are going to find themselves uh, slipping further down the ladder or even if Hamilton get the win, Hamilton will, will leapfrog them if they don't win. So lots on the line for both sides. Kersley will be keen to get off the bottom of the ladder. Uh, mate, before we wrap it up, the fifth game of the round, which at this stage is scheduled for a COVID draw, but we haven't had it confirmed yet. So if they were to take the field, is there any chance that Morrissette could do you a favour and upset Westwall's end, do you think, even if they're a short side? I hope so.
4: But um, I'm thinking that's going to be another COVID draw with the way the... The COVID world is at the moment. It's um, it's a shame. Like I said earlier, it's a shame that they, these boys aren't able to get on the field. But um, yeah, it is what it is. Really, it's
2: yeah. uh, a bit of a problem. But yeah, it certainly is, and unfortunately, um, well, maybe fortunately for Kersley, they're up next for uh, Morriset, so they might. Uh, Nab a one pointer um, the week after the washout rounds, um, and then we'll wait and see what happens with lockout from then on. And hopefully, as I said, they can get on. Morris said they finished the season with two scheduled home games against Awabakal and Katara. So uh, it'd be great to see them get on the field and uh, get those last couple of games, especially at home out there at Gibson Field. Um, so uh, fingers crossed that uh, the, the next two weeks of lockdown are kind and um, we can see the remaining teams finish out the season, mate. But uh, I guess all the best for yourself. Uh, make sure, fans, if you are anywhere around the Walls and Maryland area, get down to the Grange this Saturday and cheer on the Tigers there. They're going to head to the finals again this year if they can continue their form um, and certainly uh, aiming to go, I reckon, a few wins deeper than 2020. Funo, mate, um, I'm sure that's the goal for, for this season. Yeah, mate, it's
4: obviously a great the goal this year, but um, as far as we can, that's, that's the main thing. And um, working hard, the boys are working hard to... We've got a good core group of players that are they're coming together really good now. And um, yeah, they're just carrying on the success that we, or, yeah, the work that they did from the last year. And um, yeah, we'll be uh, pretty strong, I, th- I think, for recent in the next couple of years as well.
2: Yeah, mate, uh, certainly the case. And uh, it'd be, it'd be uh, remiss of me not to give a shout out, mate, to um, Walls End's most versatile athlete, Benny Herring. Um, he's a superstar <laughs> rugby league and cricket player, I'm told.
4: Uh, he's an all-rounder. Apparently, he's a good AFL player too. He played front and row to fullback. So there's not many people who've done that before.
2: No, certainly not, <laughs> yeah. mate. Certainly not, mate. He's he's, he's well, athlete might be a generous term for Benny, but uh, he's a good sportsman. We'll put it that way. Yeah,
4: well, that's probably the, that's more. He's a. Uh, caliber
2: sportsman i think <laughs> <laughs> lovely mate well, all, the, all the best of the tigers this weekend. hopefully everyone gets down and enjoys it uh enjoys the game in a covid safe manner masks etc when uh, not eating or drinking so support the canteen and uh more reasons not to wear your mask but thanks again for popping on mate go the blues tonight and good luck for the weekend and the rest of the season thanks mate uh,
4: all the best with the rest of your shows um, coming up and uh, thanks very much for having me on
2: We're back with the second segment of our Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League coverage for this episode, and a big thanks to Mitch Flanagan from Walls and Maryland for joining us in the first bit. We're now heading into the Ladies League Tag B-grade coverage, and we are fortunate enough to be joined by the Dungog Warriors Ladies League Tag Captain Riley Simon. Riley, thanks for coming on the show. No problem. So it's uh, been a bit of an interesting year for Dungog. Probably not as high on the achievement list as you might want to sit or the ladder, but um, things are starting to turn around and that's probably epitomised by that draw, which was almost a win against uh, the latter leaders, Newcastle Uni, a fortnight ago.
0: Yeah, it was it was an interesting game. It's, we played really well, but just an unfortunate at the end.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, for those who weren't up to speed with that a late try uh, to U- Newcastle Uni saw them nab a result from 10-6 down, and... Uh, after, after your side had, had led uh, for the majority of the game. So, um, unfortunate, but still really good to claim that one competition point. And uh, I guess it's still, uh, looking at the ladder; it still keeps you uh, with, with a very faint hope of uh, making the finals, but um, you've got a bit of work ahead of you. Yeah,
0: definitely a lot of work to do, but it's possible
2: certainly is. Um, So I guess in terms of it, uh, what's been the the keys to sort of, you know, moving that form line back and and fighting up against a side like University um, after a slow start to the season?
0: Um, I think it's just commitment with the girls, like rocking up to training and getting to the games early enough to get a good um, warm-up and stuff like that. So we're getting a bit better.
2: Just getting into those patterns and and do you find do you guys have much crossover with the men's side they're going pretty well this year um uh, on the other on the other side of the coin
0: um unfortunately we haven't had too many home games so we haven't really been able to watch them um but we've got a, a lot of home games coming up so
2: so plenty plenty of chances for uh for for, for a bit of bonding and getting that culture going up there in uh, Dungog I mean it's a close knit area so you guys would know most of the boys in the boys side anyway so having that crossover will be great to finish the season
0: yeah definitely
2: and so looking ahead um you know obviously as i said it is still a very faint hope for finals in terms of the top of the table though uh it's certainly really close up there. there's a lot of really strong sides in terms of shortland west maitland newcastle and swansea and newcastle Mm -hmm. uni sorry and swansea all very close to each other then you've got fingal bay and hamilton in front of yourselves and you'd be very aware too, I guess, of, of making sure you stay in front of those sides that are just behind you with Malabula and Westwall's End.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: And, and in terms of that, if, if you had to call out a favourite at this time of the year, who, who do you see as being the, the side that's the team to beat uh, on the way home and the side that's probably favourite to take out the competition in 2021?
0: Um, I'd probably say University or Shortland. Shortland are really, really strong this year, um, but uni are pretty unbeatable.
2: And what about? Have you seen much of West And they sit up there. I mean, I saw them take on Uni the other week, and Uni absolutely put them to the sword. But they're sitting up there in second place at the moment. Um, oh,
0: we actually um tied or lost by two with um West. Um, I'm not sure. They, I haven't seen too much of them, but yeah.
2: A bit of a, a bit of an up and down by the sound of it. But um, yeah, they they had the bye last week, while um it was only the one game that went ahead, which was. Shortland beating Swansea 22-8 to eight to continue their strong run of form. And it puts Swansea, uh, I guess, in a position where they need to keep winning to avoid uh, Hamilton chasing them home. Your game uh, on Friday night against Hamilton, sorry, on Saturday, was it? Against Hamilton was washed out. Um, so that'll be pushed yeah. to next Friday, um, which will be a big game for you girls, uh, obviously, if you are, to keep those finals hopes alive with Hamilton being the team directly in front of you. Yeah, definitely. We'll have
0: to play our best and hopefully get the win.
2: It certainly will. Speaking of Hamilton, they've got the uh, the first game we're going to go through this weekend and I'd love to get your thoughts on it. They uh, host Shortland uh, there at uh, Learmonth Park. And look, Hamilton only in their second year in a ladies' league tag competition. They've been big improvers, but they're going to have a, a big job trying to get the win over Shortland. Shortland, as you said, one of the competition favourites.
0: Yeah, I definitely think Shortland will get the win. Hamilton have definitely stepped up from last year, but yeah.
2: Lovely. Also, two o'clock on Saturday up at Malabula on the Tilligary Peninsula. uh, The Malabula Panthers will host Western Suburbs. Uh, As we said, Western Suburbs, a bit of a a conundrum and hard to pick, but Malabula, uh, they certainly haven't had a great season and uh, are sitting now currently in second last with only the one win to their name. So, do you see Malabula doubling their win tally, or will it be West Maitland continuing uh, up the top of the ladder? I personally think that
0: West will win. Um, Not that you know, Maladula don't have a chance, but, yeah, they're,
2: they're a bit better, I think. Yeah, The second-last game sees the side. that They sit in third currently, but uh, a game in hand to catch up, and they take on the side, unfortunately, Westwall's end, who are sitting plumb bottom of the ladder. It's been a tough year for Westwall's end in B grade, just the one win to their tally. Um, I watched them play Swansea the other week, and Swansea did an absolute number on them. You'd be quite surprised if uh, Uni, who are playing them over at Tuxford Park as the curtain raiser to their men's game, even away from home at uh, unfamiliar surrounds, went down to Westwalls end. You think the Seahorses will be far too strong?
0: Yeah, definitely. But I take my hat off to them. They they turn up every week and they you know put in all their effort.
2: Yeah, it's certainly certainly the key as we get into some of these sides that aren't aren't as uh, aren't as strong, just to continue turning up. And as we've seen, Hamilton are probably a really good example of that. They were they were getting some big scores put on them at the start of last year, and they've turned things around to the point they made the finals in B grade last year. And uh, they're certainly mixing it with a lot of sides this year. So um, it's great to see that growth and development, and that only comes about by these teams continuing just to. Have a crack, and we see it with Raymond Terrace in the A grade where, you know, unfortunately just in terms of numbers, sometimes there's teams that are just facing a challenge week in, week out to get the wins, but they keep on turning up. That said, uh, let, let's wrap it up with the final game of the round, which is yourselves, the uh, Dungog girls hosting Fingal Bay. It's a two o'clock kickoff up there at Bennett Park. You did say before you haven't had a whole lot of home games yet this year, so it's a good opportunity to play in front of the Dungog uh, faithful, and it'll be part of a double header. I understand with the boys will play Hinton at three o'clock afterwards. So he's uh, hoping, and I'm, I'm sure you're aiming for getting the day off on the right start. But what's the key to beating Fingal Bay? Do you think?
0: I think if we just all turn up, you know, it was a reasonable time to warm up, get a good warm up, warm up in, and yeah, come with a positive attitude. I think we have a good crack at winning.
2: Yes, certainly. There's, there's not a lot separating the two sides. Um, you know, they're only uh, two spots above you on the ladder. So a win would really go a long way to uh, closing that gap to the final. So it's, it's a fairly crucial game uh, as you head into the, the run home for the last four or five games.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: And uh, what about in the boys' game? Is it going to be two from two? Are they going to get the job done against Hinton as well, do you think?
0: Oh, I'd like to hope so. They're definitely um, playing really well this year. So they have a good, good chance of um, winning.
2: Yeah, lovely. Well, well, Riley, thanks for your time. It would be remiss of me before we go, not to mention that um, you know we, uh, that uh, I've managed to reach out to you through one of the, my fellow referees, who's, uh, who I'm told very very reliably and certainly aligns with what I've seen lately as the second best referee in his family. Is that, is that the case at the moment, do you think?
0: Oh, <laughs> I won't put a comment on that one.
2: <laughs> That's very tactful of you. Thanks very much for your time, Riley. Good luck this weekend and, and good luck for uh, a good you. run home for Dungog ladies.
0: Thanks so much.
2: And we're rejoined now by my co-host Josh Spiegelman and it's time to get into the big end of town when it comes to the high profile rugby league and there's nothing more high profile than State of Origin and there's been plenty happening and plenty talked about. State of Origin when we caught up last week, Josh was going to be in Newcastle and uh, as I heard a line on SEN this morning, uh, State of Origin has now been moved locations more times, State of Origin 3 has been moved locations more times than Queensland have scored tries this series.
1: What a fantastic stat, but what a miserable turn of events for the town of Newcastle, the city of Newcastle. I think as long as well as many other people that um, they should bring a game there next year as one of the New South Wales games. To be honest, we should have all three, but I think Newcastle definitely deserves one. If Obviously, COVID's not an issue at this time next year, touch wood. So, disappointing for the town, but it's good that it still gets to go ahead. And like I mentioned a few podcasts ago, if we can clean sweep them down the coast of Queensland, that's almost as sweet.
2: Yeah, you're 100% right. Three wins in Queensland at all three of their major stadiums would be very sweet. And um, I I did get some clarification from a a, a journalist contact at at one of the uh, major Sydney mastheads, and he basically said that it was nothing to do with the petition as much as we might like to throw stones at the 17,500 people that signed it. It was purely the commercial factor, which is primarily the reason Newcastle probably won't get a game next year because if there's no COVID, then they'll be able to get 80,000 fans in at uh, Stadium Australia. But it was purely the fact of the government wasn't prepared. And as we can see with the current COVID numbers, you can see why they weren't prepared to lift that capacity number to 75%. Um, so it would have been 50% percent of seated areas, which would have equated to just under 15,000 people, which obviously they can get quite a lot more than in Queensland um, and with probably a slightly less, less of a risk factor in doing so. So... That's the, that's the background behind it, mate. It's unfortunate it is where it is, but as you said, um, I don't really care where it is. If for the first time in 21 years we can uh, sweep those dirty cane toads,
1: yeah, mate, that's it. Yeah, it's disappointing that money talks in that way, but you know, when the game's crashing for a survival in some aspects, um, you got to do what it takes, I guess, to to push it on, but. You would like to see Newcastle get rewarded with, with something by the NRL, whether it be Origin or some international fixture, moving forward a bit more frequently, I think. Mate, I'd even, take,
2: I'd even take Women's State of Origin next year. Sunshine Coast had plenty of it. We're bigger than them. I reckon we could go close to selling out McDonald Jones Stadium for the Women's State of Origin next year. What do you reckon?
1: Well, I reckon that's a good shout, mate, especially on the back of us announcing an NRLW team as well. I think that actually might be a smart marketing strategy for the league. Obviously, Newcastle get behind any team we put out, but that knowledge for people that we're actually going to have an NRLW team by bringing women's origin would be a pretty good idea, I think.
2: Yeah, certainly would. And uh, speaking of Caitlin Johnston, the first uh, player signed by the Knights. So congratulations to her, and we look forward to many more signings to come under the tutelage of Blake Green should the NRLW go ahead as scheduled this year. But uh, mate, we're here to talk about the uh, origin. Let's get into it. I'm going to get straight off the bat, and I'm going to say New South Wales. 30 to 12, first try scorer Latrell Mitchell, anytime try scorer Tariq Sims.
1: Nice one, mate. I'm going to go a bit closer. Um, I, know, I did notice the line was 14.5, since moved to 11.5 as of an hour or two ago. So we're recording on Wednesday night here for the, the listeners. Um, I'm going to take that line for the Blues very narrowly. I'm going to say Blues by 12. I'm going to go Valentine Holmes the first try scorer from a cutout ball from Ponga sweeping left. That's my prediction because on sportsbet you, you could get Holmes right now for obviously this will be too late for the listeners when they hear it, but about twenty two, twenty three dollars, which is insane for a winger. So I'm going to go to Queensland to score first. My other tip would be uh, the first try scorer to be after eight minutes because I think it's going to be a tight opening stanza, and also our halves with the new pairing Moses and White are going to take a little bit of time to adjust in the halves together. I think so. Those are
2: my three um sports bet tips, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, there's a, there's some big value about some of those players. I'm not sure where you saw twenty something dollars about Valentine Holmes first try scorer, but I'm looking at thirteen dollars on sports bet at the moment.
1: Oh maybe I power played it or something, but I yeah. swear I got like twenty for it earlier Okay. In the day.
2: Happy days. Well, um, hey, the other one, I'm not sure which edge who's going to be defending on with the halves, but I'm telling you, uh, whoever the back row and center are, if, if Hamaso Tabo, Tabo Ifido is running at Mitchell Moses, I don't mind him as an anytime try scorer as well.
1: Yeah, he's an anytime tip for me that I, I back you there. And apologies, it wasn't Valentine Holmes. So I, I, I mixed it up. It was one of the other backs. I did get him for, I think it was $17. I'm looking at now with the power play. So, yeah, not, not in the 20s, but um, still good value for a starting winger that, that has his... um scoring potential. But the reason I think it'll be a little bit closer, Chris, before we move off, as you said, 18 points, I said 12, is I really do think that, you know, bias aside, losing Daniel Fasidi, you know, he's a big loss for the Blues. I thought he emerged as, you know, the bona fide leader in that pack, and I think it, you know, it puts a lot on Payne House coming off the bench in the last two games. has been great, so he's starting now, and then you bring uh, Finucane on the bench. He's, he's not the same type of impact forward, so a bit of a knock-on effect there, and then you factor in, obviously, like I mentioned, Moses and Whiten, on the flip side, you know, Queensland get Ponga and the Hammer as well, two really good attacking weapons. So, you know, the pride factor there as well for Queensland, we obviously want that clean, that clean sweep, so we won't be lacking motivation. But, yeah, I think um, a little bit narrow, uh, New South Wales by 12.
2: Yeah, so just, just, I haven't looked at yours, mate, but certainly my bet, if I go uh, New South Wales 13+, plus Latrell to score first into Tariq Sims, anytime try scorer, a juicy little $77.
1: Very
2: nice, mate. Chuck a fibre from the kitty on that. Yeah, exactly right, mate. And then we can, uh, we'll can we be uh, e- eating large, that's for sure. But, uh, mate, that's the uh, state of origin. Again, we're not going too in-depth because, unfortunately, for most of our punters, they won't – well, all of our punters, they won't hear this uh, unless they're listening outside of our windows uh, until Thursday morning. And if they are listening outside of our windows, then they probably need to get some serious, serious help. Uh, mate, let's have a look. And obviously a lot of this is going to have some asterisks over it based on who backs up for the NRL this weekend. But let's have a fire through of this week's round. All games, barring one, I believe, to be played in Queensland.
1: Yeah, that's it, mate. And the week kicks off on Friday night with um, Gold Coast going up against the Eels. And I'm going to take the underdog in this match. I'm going to go the Titans. is uh, obviously missing Origin with his suspension. He's going to come back firing, I think. And I think Moses is going to be on the come down after that origin two two nights earlier. So yeah, not much reasoning behind it, but I'm going to go Titans by four in this game.
2: Yeah. I don't mind it either. I think, um, Mitch Moses, especially if the blues do win, might be, uh, in a bit of a different headspace. And, uh, he's obviously been quite key to them this year. Um, he'll be up and about, um, with, with tonight's game and trying to turn around after your origin debut, if you do get the win, um, is certainly going to be an interesting and challenging one. And, uh, Mate, I, I like he's been in absolutely good form, absolutely cracking form. I like Brian Kelly as the last try scorer in this game, So, uh, and getting the Titans across the line, the close one as well. So interesting that we've both gone the upset there. The other game on Friday, which will be the late game at 8 o'clock, will be Manly playing the Dragons. The most astounding stat about this one for me, and again, it's being played at SeaBus Super Stadium, is that these teams sit 6th and 7th respectively. I know Manly lost to the Raiders last week, but... If you just said, like, you know, without taking real notice of the ladder, you would not think these sides were only separated by one place on the ladder?
1: No, not on the form. Yeah, as you mentioned, I think Manly, you know, they won three of the last four games. But, pardon me, you did notice the difference when um, Trevojevic was missing in the last game as well and Cherry Evans. And, and we do know that he'll be resting again after Origin. They announced that to Manly, but DCA is expected to back up. So I think there's a little value on the Dragons' line here. I'll still tip the Eagles, but um, I think it'll be closer and I'd take the line for the Dragons.
2: Yeah, the other question, obviously, is exactly what the, what players the Dragons do end up playing. I see Jack de named in the starting lineup now, um, and obviously, if Tariq Sims and Ben Hunt do back up, Ben Hunt very crucial to their um, output, I guess, in terms of if, if Ben Hunt doesn't doesn't and uh, Corey Norman's left with the keys. Well, I'll put it this way: I wouldn't leave the I wouldn't leave the keys of a birdcage with Corey Norman right now. <laughs>
1: That's a good way of putting it, mate. Yeah, and they've already ruled out Matt Duffy, uh, uh, Kate Ellis, and Tuamano. You uh, help me with the pronunciation if you want, but uh, yeah, they're, they're serving their one game bet suspensions here for breaching the, the biosecurity rules. So they'll be without a few players already, but um, yeah, I still think there's a bit of value on that line for the Dragons.
2: Yeah, certainly. I think, that, I think you're exactly right there, but um, yeah, I wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be taking head to head even at the 450. Next up, we've got a triple header on Saturday all at three different grounds uh, kicking off the third game of the round at SeaBus Super Stadium. It's going to see some traffic this weekend. And it's the Canberra Raiders hosting the Cronulla Sharks up there on the Gold Coast. Uh, The Sharks are $1.60 favourites with sports bets. And uh, look, we saw what the Raiders could do last week at their uh, best. They can really drag a team into an arm wrestle. Uh, They'll welcome back in Jack White and Josh Papali'i all being well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's certainly going to be an interesting one, and, and I'm really looking forward to the battle of the young gun fullbacks. Obviously, seen a lot of Will Kennedy, but Xavier Savage, when he injected himself last week, he looks like he's got a, uh, a huge ceiling in front of him.
1: Yeah, he does, definitely, mate. I mentioned him, I think, a podcast or two ago. He's definitely got that big ceiling potential. This this tip, to me, hinges on if Whiten and Papali play, I'll be tipping the Raiders if they do. Um, I went against the Sharks last week. I really thought the Warriors would get him there, and they looked good early, but, yeah, the Sharks, They do well in an arm wrestle, it seems, recently, too. They've won three of their last four, and they're in the eighth, too. So, I hope the Sharks lose. You know, as a Knights fan, we need them to have a loss or two. But, I mean, if the Raiders win, they're on equal points with us, too. So, it's a bit of a loss-loss for a Knights fan. But, like I said, yeah, tip hinges on selections here.
2: Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm going to go with the heart again. I wish I'd backed my heart last week uh, with financially, um, but uh, yeah, certainly <laughs> looking forward to it. And I, and I think the Raiders might have finally settled on the right front row partner for Josh Papaliti. The uh, the Turkish Hulk mate, Emre Gula, that try that he scored where he just absolutely ran over the top of Marty power, was absolutely uh, just made it had me well and truly out of my seat. That's for sure. Last week, so some more of that from Emre Goula getting across the stripe would be great to see. But uh, I'll go the Raiders here. But I think it'll be a nice tight one. I think there'll be plenty of points from both sides. Neither side exactly a defensive powerhouse.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good good tip there for the totals market. If anyone wants to bet on that, um, and Janamis D- Louis out for a couple of weeks, I saw so too. So Goula's is probably going to get an extended run in that starting spot.
2: Certainly will. Next up on Saturday night, it will be the Cowboys, one of the few sides actually playing at home this week. They host the Roosters and uh, uh, lots of fans will be cheering for uh, someone from the uh, boys from the far north to absolutely clean up young Sammy Walker after he uh, probably got a little bit ahead of himself last week in terms of uh, the way he decided to finish the game.
1: Yeah, that's not what you want to see in the NRL or Rugby League at all, not very... um in the spirit of the game, I guess, but, you know, it needed to be done. It, it was done. So I guess we can move on from it, but, yeah, it's annoying nonetheless. Uh, I'll be tipping the Roosters here. Um, other big news from the Roosters today was that uh, Joseph Swali's been ruled out for the season with a, a foot injury, so that's a bl- not that he was getting a consistent star, but something of note there. Um, yeah, provided everyone is named and plays, I'll be tipping the Roosters.
2: Yeah, he wasn't actually even in the 21 this week, So and, again, missed last week, so be interesting to see who backs up. I wouldn't be surprised to see some late reshuffles. It's that awkward uh, three-day turnaround. So especially if the Blues do win and uh, with everyone being locked into the Gold Coast now, um, there might be uh, some opportunity for some celebrations for the boys inside the bubble, uh, cross-team and in the New South Wales camper tonight and into Thursday. So there might be a few boys that might get a uh, bit of a rest and we might see the likes of uh, Billy Smith, etc., come in for Tedesco with a reshuffle in the back line there. So watch this space. But e- even with him coming in, I was pretty impressed with what he did. And obviously we've seen what Joey Manu can do at fullback. So I still exactly. think that the uh, the Roosters will probably be uh, too good. It might just be a little bit closer. Um, jumping on to the next game, mate. And this one, it's a, it's a big game for the Knights. They so head down to take on the ladder leaders. The Melbourne Storm, um, yeah, it's uh, it's certainly... Uh, the Knights is pretty significant outsiders at $6.50, mate. Uh, explain, to, explain to the fans why the Knights can win on the road uh, down there in uh, Melbourne.
1: Yeah, mate. Uh, well, well, explain to the viewers. I've tipped the storm. I <laughs> think it might be closer than uh, the line suggests and the head-to-head value. You're big in this week. you got Tyson Frizzell coming back from his ankle injury. And Daniel Safiti, even though he's out of Origin, he has been named to play for the Knights. I mean, that might change. Could be just a early smoke screen. But, I mean, they're two huge in. It's almost a full-strength squad without Bradman Best, who might actually be coming back next week as well. So, things are looking on the up for us. Obviously, we hope Caelan Pong gets to Origin on, uh, unscathed. So, that would be um, important for, for the Knights there. Uh, I don't think we'll win this match, though. You know, Melbourne, you just can't back, back against them these days. They're just... They're just so strong across the park, so well drilled. Bellamy gets them up for every match. Um, you know, they top the top of the league, uh, table still, I'm pretty sure, by I think, I think they got Penrith by about 80, 80 points on the fore and against. So they're kind of they're probably going to run away with it for a bit now, Cleary and, and Lewis out for another few weeks. So, yeah, I don't know about you, mate, but I'll be tipping the storm.
2: Yeah, I'll certainly be tipping the storm as well. A couple of little interesting points, um... I'm I'm hoping that Cameron Munster doesn't back up and that also one of the Knights forwards can't play so that we can see Johns versus Johns because I think that'll be entertaining in its uh, its own right. The other one for me is the man, I don't know if you've got the team list in front of you, but the man listed in number 23 and making his return to NRL team list for Melbourne, Tepai Moroa.
1: Oh, yes, I I didn't see that he'd um, he'd, he'd been included in. He's on the... um is
2: he on the bench. Yeah, he's he? on the extended bench at the moment. So they've, they've named yeah, it, yeah. named a quite an extended bench with a number of players they've got in Origin. But I tell you what, he was good at his best. And if if Craig Bellamy could work his magic on him like he has on so many other, you know, um, players that were you know past their prime or supposedly done, then he could come back in and add, add a further level of punch and I believe they've signed him for next year as well so he might be looking at uh, taking you know, the likes of a Dale Finnecane spot or one of the bench spots as one of the other players steps up so he could be a real asset I to think, Melbourne uh, in the long run.
3: Yeah,
1: I think he's uh, he might be past playing the starting sort of forward role obviously going to union pre-rule change playing union which as everyone knows is a bit you know, less fatiguing, I guess. And then coming back to the new rule changes, he's probably going to be moulded into that impact player off the bench. And he's got the big body to do that. So, um, yeah, it would be interesting to see if he does get a run. Um, but, I don't, yeah, yeah, I guess we'll see after Origin.
2: Yeah, correct. And, uh, again, I'm, I'm heavily leaning towards the Storm, as we said. And uh, the last mention I'll give before we move off the Knights is a real shame to see... Uh, one of the players who's been probably one of the best signings for the Knights this year, out for a while now in Jesse Sue. He's been um, he's been really solid. We've given him a rap a few times and probably been one of their most consistent this year.
1: Yeah, he has. He, he was a really good buy, I thought, coming across there. He, he really added some starch into that lock position or coming off the bench. So, um, But now Clem is off the bench. We just fill some size there with Josh King as well. Um, I, I do like the makeup of our team. I like buying out at lock. Obviously, Frizz needs his place on the edge and... Um, you know, if it's given, he's a bit hit and miss, but on his day, he can produce some um, good attacking raids down there, down the edge there, especially when Pong is in the lineup. They obviously have that early connection. So, yeah, I like the makeup of our team. It's just, I think Melbourne is too well drilled. They're too professional.
2: Yeah, agreed. Moving on to the next one, and it's a triple header on Sunday, starting at the uh, unusual time of 1.50 pm. I think they've just split the games an extra 10 minutes here to give time to clear out zones and different things because it is. Uh, a double header at Suncorp Stadium, and it's the Warriors uh, that time sort of worked perfectly for their fans. It'll be 10 to 4 over in the land of the long white cloud, hosting the Panthers at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, look, the Panthers might be missing a few players, but they welcome in some players. Who Dylan Edwards back at fullback, um, Brent Naden Aiden in the centres again. Although Momorowski is in the uh, extended squad, so as is Robert Jennings. So, wouldn't be surprised to see some late changes. While uh, Chad Townsend, Kane Evans, Ewan Aitken, and Tohu Harris are all welcome back into the squad for the Warriors. So, this will be an interesting one, but you'd certainly think Penrith deserved favourites. And even with uh, Burton and May as their starting halves, they might be a little bit too strong here.
1: Yeah, I think they will. thirty-five on sports bet suggests the same. Um, I'm not sure Tohu Harris will make his way back this week, he's obviously, in the extended bench. I think that would be a big in if he did play. I think he's probably one week away still for the Warriors. Um, but they can turn it on any time, the Warriors, with their half-nicker remotes. You know, I think um, Lodge and Fanua Blake looked pretty good together in the front row last week for Lodge's first game. He'll be better for the run there in a new club second game. Um, but, yeah, I'll take Penrith head-to-head. But, yeah, the Warriors, they're the team that, that can surprise a team like Penrith, I think, when you've got Tyrone May playing since.
2: Yeah, they certainly um, could, could play some unstructured rugby league, which could uh, certainly rattle the cages of the Panthers. But we'll... We'll wait and see what dishes up there, but yeah, certainly Penrith heading in his warm favourites and they'll be my tip and uh, that, that brings us towards the end of the round. The penultimate game and it is the fifteenth place Brisbane Broncos heading in as favourites against the fourteenth place West Tigers and Geez you'd be a brave man to confidently put your money on either of these sides, Josh.
1: Yeah, you would be. I'm not putting any money on this game, but I am gonna take the Tigers. Uh, just just tip them head to head even though they are slight underdogs. I like um, Dewey moving back to 5'8". I don't mind by has been dropped um, after that pretty bad run of form. They do have a debutant in the centres. I'm not sure if you know much about him. Um,
2: Junior, Junior Payalga? Uh,
1: yeah, Junior Payaga. Yeah, that's the one. I didn't see his first
2: name. Yeah, no, Junior, not, much about him. Not, not Not known a lot about him. Um, I did see a couple of posts from a couple of uh, guys I know that have been through Penrith's system and uh, they seem to know him reasonably well and they've got some big raps on him, but uh, your mates usually do, so... Hopefully, for his sake, he can hit the ground running. They've been through quite a lot of outside backs this year, the uh, the Tigers. And, um, look, he gets his chance. And all, all, all you can hope for with these young blokes is that they, they take it with both hands because uh, they can be fleeting these opportunities. But um, at the same time, you know, it can only take a couple of games to make a career and pick up a contract upgrade and give you the opportunity that you need.
1: Exactly. And for his sake, I hope he's not going up against Tony Stagg on that side. I'm not sure what side he's going to play, but Stagg's on the right, obviously. So to monitor there and see if the Broncos origin players back up as well they should with this extended break although as you've mentioned before it's sometimes harder to get back up for a game when there's um you know like more than two or three days in between so we will see um but I'll be tipping the Tigers
2: yeah certainly I'm just trying to do the maths on how many they've got at the moment is it just the two Haas and Flegler that'll be playing
1: uh, Coates as well on the
2: wing. Uh, Coates, of course, are the three. So I'll tell you what, if, if James Roberts turns out at his best, and we've seen some, some good rugby league from James Roberts this year, he against Katoni Stags could be a very interesting matchup because I think that's where they'll line up and it'll be Farnworth versus Payaga on the other side.
1: Yeah, that would be. Uh, that, that, that That has a lot of attacking potential, the um, Stags and Roberts matchup. That'd be one exciting to tune in for that alone.
2: Certainly will, but uh, mate, I'm I'm actually going to go the Tigers here. I just think, like as I said, you brave the back either side uh, with any money, but purely, and I think we talked about this with one of the games last week. I'm just, and I think it might have been the Warriors, so it obviously didn't turn out that well for me. But purely, they're the outsider, and I say this is a flip of a coin job. So I see value at two twenty five. I'm forced to put five dollars on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is a flip of the coin, mate. But I think we tipped every game similar so far.
2: We have been very similar, yeah
1: to show so we're obviously going to get a few
2: wrong <laughs> oh i'm not sure did you did you take the sharks or the raiders
1: um that's one i'm, I'm hinges on for papali for me and, and um white but currently the raiders as
2: well okay so, so yeah so we have been identical so who do you go here did you take the broncos
1: no tigers as well tigers please. as
2: well right okay and I, and, I, and I i'd be quite surprised if we took opposite sides <laughs> in the final game of the round it's at SeaBus super stadium on the gold coast again I think something like the fourth or fifth game, as well as Origin this weekend. So it's going to have a huge amount of traffic. So, um, yeah, as I said, it's um, yeah the fourth game of the round that will be played at CBUS Super. So, five games in, uh, what's that, five days. So, plenty of action there. Uh, the Rabbitohs have named an extended squad with all their Origin players listed to come back in, as well as a couple of others named in the extended squad. Hame Sele is out. Um, unfortunately, I'd love to say the Bulldogs have named some big-name ins, but the best that you can see there is uh, Ava Siumenufanai and uh, Kyle Flanagan. So not exactly anyone that uh, strikes fear into the heart of the opposition, and Flanagan is on the extended bench anyway.
1: Yeah, that's right, mate. Uh, Luck and Lewis had a pretty good game last week, so they're going to persist with that combination with Avarillo. Um, but $10 for the, the dogs here. I mean, five for the Rabbitohs. Obviously, tip the Rabbitohs here um, unless you're well behind in your tipping comp. You need an upset.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly right, mate. Um, even should they not have, you know, the majority of those players back up and by the time you get around a Sunday afternoon, most of them should be good barring injury. Um, you'd expect that, you know, with the likes of the reshuffles that they can do, with Braden Byrne sitting on the extended bench, and you know they can bring him in and push AJ to fullback, or you know Campbell Graham's pretty handy as well. Tane Milne's fairly versatile. They've got a few options and the depth in their forwards as well, with uh, Jed Cartwright, and we've seen a little bit of uh, Peter Mamuzelos as well, and Jackson Paulo this year. So, and then not to forget Josh Mansor on the extended bench as well. So they're certainly not at a loss for players. Yeah, almost
1: well, forgot about Mansor there. He's been pushed out a little bit from that um outside, but um yeah so that, that wraps up the round from us but we tipped eight from eight the same so we'll probably get four out of eight but fingers crossed uh, a lot of these games could go either way i think with ins and outs and if we don't monitor that during the week
2: yeah and i, I guess before we, sorry, well, you're all right just, keep
1: going no no so before we wrap up i think we should we should mention also the world cup the rugby league world cup um i'm not sure if you've mentioned that on the podcast before i came on but um there was news that it might be cancelled. Um, that is not true. It's still going to go ahead. It's just New Zealand and Australia apparently haven't signed the contract for it about player welfare. So that'd be one for the books if a World Cup's held without Australia and New Zealand, another, another country like England might have a chance to win something for once.
2: Yeah, I, I, it's going to be interesting because the, the story is that the NRL clubs won't release their players if, if the ARL and NZRL don't sign off. So... That would severely impact Australia, New Zealand and Tonga. And you'd have to think that England would become into being about a $1.04 favourites because, you know, the next best is going to be, you know, another European side. And a lot of those guys rely on, you know, NRL fringe players to, to fill up their numbers. Even PNG are going to be impacted. Although they have a lot of Q Cup players, so they might get away with it. And I'll tell you what, wouldn't that be a story? PNG defeat England 26-22 in the final of the World Cup. I tell you what, there'd be a lot of people on the Kumuls bandwagon.
1: And you'd love to see it because, as people probably know, rugby league, there's only one nation in the world where it's the national sport, and that's Papua New Guinea. So, um, yeah, that would be a good story, even if it's at the you know, detriment of Australia. You, you know, But, yeah, I'm sure they'll figure something out by the time the end of the year. And um, even if we fly over some not-our-top-liners, we'll probably still do okay.
2: Yeah, mate, we might, uh, might send over Brock Lamb and uh, Sam Anderson and co.
1: Oh, mate, I reckon if you over the Newcastle Rebels, they might give it a red-hot cracker team. Mate. They are a good team.
2: <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see. I think the depth might drop off pretty quickly and I think they might have a battle, especially if uh, with uh, some of those POMs and things, but uh, no, it'd be great to see. Um, it's great to see they are pushing ahead with it and, you know, it, um, I'm sure whoever wins it, if Australia New Zealand and those don't take part, it'll be like last year's premiership where no one, no one will let Cessnock take the credit. <laughs> yeah, there
1: will be a big fat asterisk next to it, I'm sure.
2: Uh, well mate well thank you again for your time thank you again to our great mate Smart Artist who helps us bring the show to you again if you need sports or event photography Johnny is the man to go and see reach out to him at Smart Artist and if you're a rugby league team and you want to pull apart your stats whether it's in Newcastle Rugby League or another competition uh, of course one that's filmed or that you film at a decent level then reach out to our man Josh he's a uh, An absolute stats and number crunching guru and he's more than happy to have a chat to you about the services he can provide and tailor to your needs. So, mate, thanks again for coming on the show. We will have a good chat next week and uh, up the blues tonight, hey?
1: Yeah, mate, appreciate it. Let's hope the listeners, we don't look too silly with our predictions up the blues.
2: Uh, Mate, our predictions will never look sillier than we do in person. That's the good news.
1: (laughs) That is true, mate. That is true.
2: Well, that brings to a close another episode of League Castle. uh, A big week ahead of Rugby League with 99% of local rugby league all on Saturday. We've got three first grade fixtures again with Lakes returning to the fold. Um, But obviously the lockdown is going to severely impact some competitions as we move forward. So we'll watch this space Uh, In the meantime, make sure you do get out and enjoy what is uh, some of the limited local entertainment available on your local rugby league fields, and uh, as we've said uh, a number of times, make sure you enjoy it in a COVID-safe manner, Uh, stick by the rules, listen to ground announcements, etc., try and wear your mask where possible. Uh, Again, if you're eating and drinking, you don't need to have your mask on, so a great opportunity to support the local club that you're down watching's canteen and bar, But most of all, enjoy your local footy this weekend. A big thanks again to our friends at Smart Artist. Johnny does a great job with sports and events promotions as well as photography, so check out his work on Facebook, Smart Artist. A big thanks to our guests, Steve Witters, Mitch Flanagan, Riley Simon, and, of course, the man who's here with me every week, Josh Spiegelman, who does a great job with his stats as well as his NRL Insights. Enjoy, as I said, the footy this weekend. Enjoy Origin and uh, good luck to the Blues for a clean sweep. But uh, make sure finally to vote in the People's Club of the Year. It is Cessnock up against Stroud in the big grand final. A couple of days to go in voting. So get in your votes and make them count. But Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you with all your ro- local rugby league in seven days' time.
0: We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does! There's the Premiership.
1: Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get there second. with the grand final. The You're listening to League Coffee, Newcastle 100th
2: home rugby league.